Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to another edition of the Agile Uprising podcast. I'm your host. You know who it is. I'm done introducing myself. And this is an unscripted episode, which is the first time we've done it in our Metaphors Matter series. And who else to join me but my frequent collaborators along this journey, Mr. Joel Zienstone. Hello. I got the last name right two shows in a row. Hooray for me. Third time time I get a prize. (laughs) And Mr. Mike Cadell. Howdy, y'all. Greetings, gentlemen. So, the, the topic of hand, even though this is unscripted or unstructured, we're going to discuss, um, we talked about moving to a more organic type of metaphor in lieu of uh, mechanical. And one of the ideas that came up or one of the terms that was thrown around in a chat, uh, it was probably a week or so ago, was the idea of a placebo. And my question, the crux of this, of this episode is going to be a discussion around the idea of, uh, is Agile a placebo? Does the placebo effect come into play when we're trying to do transformations? Is it the equivalent of a sugar pill? What if we treated transformations like they were a placebo? Would we get better results? So I'm going to start off by defining what a placebo is, and then I'm going to go to you, Joel, to to, start ramping up your thoughts here. Uh, So for those of you that aren't aware, a placebo is defined as an inactive substance that looks like the drug or treatment being tested. Uh, the uh, the placebo effect is when an improvement or symptoms of symptoms is observed despite using a non-active treatment. So anybody who's aware with control groups and test groups when it comes to third level three double blind studies of pharmaceuticals, one group gets the actual drug, the other group gets the placebo, and then they compare the results to see um, how effective is the actual drug comparatively to your brain telling you, oh, I'm on a drug this is going to work. Uh, and then there's there, maybe if we have time, there's the fourth question of um, what is the power of positive thinking and maybe placebos are our best bet. So I'm going to start with you, Joel. Um, what are your initial thoughts when I tell you agile is a placebo? <laughs> oh, so, so much. Um, so, so I did a little light Googling today in preparation for this and uh, and I was surprised to to learn a couple of things. Um, so, so I, I had previously read a lot about about placebo effect and and the positive impacts that it has, and as well as placebos use in medical studies and and how 
a, uh, in order for a treatment to be considered effective, it oftentimes needs to perform outperform a placebo. Uh, what I didn't know, and, and this, is, this is interesting, is that um, placebos are never allowed to be used in a study if it would mean putting people at risk by not allowing them to have effective therapy. Really? Really. So how so, do you effectively test like a cancer drug? Well, so for example, in cancer clinical trials, placebos are almost never used. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know um, that. So, so in cancer, it, like in those sorts of things, what they do is they just have a control group where no treatment is given. They're just allowed to continue on to, to do their thing. Huh. Um, so, so the reason that's interesting to me is, um, the, the, the question is, uh, is Agile a placebo? Um, I, I think the answer is, is certainly maybe, right? And, and uh, I, I think how it's uh, oftentimes presented to and, and uh, put into, into practice in organizations, um, is is certainly very placebo like right the uh, a good example uh, we we see probably almost weekly uh mike in in our discord we see examples of organizations who uh, implement scrum or safe but completely keep everything else the same right so they keep their their component teams they keep their um uh, they they keep their uh, leadership hierarchies the same, their decision making processes the same, and and they expect uh, they expect to to see results, right? And and in those sorts of instances, agile is is very much like a placebo, right? It's it's actually not not doing anything, <laughs> right? Um, actually, but, I, I counter that it's doing something, but it's maybe not doing what. It was thought to do fair, fair. Oh, uh, in, this, in the same, were, interesting placebos versus unintended consequences. Okay, we can go back to that. Okay, continue. But but like a placebo, it could actually still have positive impacts because mm -hmm. of the placebo effect, right? Where by believing that it'll help, it helps regardless of whether it actually uh, takes care of or or addresses root causes or not, right? Um, but I, when when thinking about that, um, you, you guys know that that one of the things I'm very passionate about is is the idea of, of treating agile coaches like doctors and the ethical responsibilities that come along that with that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this idea of placebos are never allowed to be used in a study if it would mean putting people at risk by not allowing them to have an effective therapy. That means ethically, if we know that Agile is going to be a placebo someplace, maybe it would be unethical for us to allow that to take place. Mm. So I want to go, so I want to, I got to take a note here. I want to get some of Mike's <laughs> thoughts. I want to get some of Mike's thoughts, but then I want to go back to the, the question of, how would we know it would be treated like a placebo? But Mike, so what are your initial thoughts on this topic? A uh, couple thoughts. Uh, firstly, the placebo effect, as I understand it, is 
happens when the uh, placebo uh, triggers our brains to either perceive things differently or in some cases to uh, process neurological signals differently so that we don't feel pain <clears throat> or uh, you know, if anyone's a, a MASH fan, there's a MASH episode where they give, um, they run out of uh, pain medicine. They give all the people who have been injured uh, and operated on uh, sugar pills and everybody's you know, feels better. So that's all the, the, the brain, you know, you believe it's going to help. And then your brain uh, may, could I say tricks itself into thinking that it's actually mm. um, uh, had a positive effect. So, ad, ad, you know, you know, quote agile, <clears throat> big agile to you know, rib Joel a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes I, I think does have that effect uh, in that there's activity and activity can easily be confused with progress. Things there, there are, there's different actions. And as a result, organizations feel like the things are, are better because they're different. There's uh, sometimes some beneficial side effects to that uh, placebo, if you will. Um, and I think the darker side of that is that uh, giving a uh, ineffective treatment to an organization that um, desperately needs uh, something uh, effect very effective is kind of maybe doing it some harm. Um, because mm. it, it it takes the attention away. You think you're making progress. You think you're doing something to move forward, positive. Maybe it's dressed up in the language of incremental iterative improvement, which, by the way, I'm a firm believer in. But um, that can also be, like many things, can be misused. Um, so, you know, maybe some cases it can be harmful. Some cases yeah. it can actually give you a little bit of benefit. It, you, uh, Jay, you know, over the years, we've heard people talk about, oh, you know, if you adopt the agile practices without really changing the way you think, what you value, how you believe, you'll get a five to eight to ten percent improvement. It's possible that five to eight to ten percent improvement is in part from the placebo effect. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because you know, in in uh, studies with placebos, generally you do see. Now, I don't. I'm gonna any doctors listening will just completely murder me probably, but I, I think I, I did read somewhere that it was like five to, to 10% improvement from the placebo effect in, in many cases, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, uh, the rest of the story there is uh, straightforward changes to practices without necessarily getting the, the, the essence of, of an agile mindset and, um, can have a positive effect. So it may be like taking a Tylenol when you need morphine. Um, you, you get a little bit. Right. <clears throat> a, a good good example, a, a client I'm working with uh, currently, 
for years has had struggles with a particular product and no one ever figured out why they were organized into a scrum like team <clears throat> and the simple act of making all the work visible brought to the surface and made it undeniable that there was a lack of clarity in priority and direction and they had to fix it so Great. so maybe the the smaller dose of medicine can do some good so um but now you, now you got me thinking, Mike, if we if we don't know that us showing up on the scene and, and agile, agile, agile uh, is a good or a bad thing, maybe do we want to start with the placebo and see if it takes hold? <laughs> I mean, this is kind of, I know this is kind of, people are saying, like, oh my God, Jay, Jay's a terrible person. Um, but maybe maybe we, so we start with handing out the sugar pills and tell you, yeah, just start doing this. You'll get better. Trust me. And if they do start showing signs of responding to the sugar pills, that's where we double down. But if I give Joel the sugar pills and he say, I don't feel shit, maybe we'll, is that an early warning? Is that a leading indicator that maybe we should go somewhere else because they're not ready for it? So uh, is the, I guess my question is, is the, is the, is a positive placebo effect an indicator of a positive mindset ready to, ready to con, uh, absorb or not absorb, um, to uh, entertain a change. I think this is terrible audio, more, but I, I either more. broke Joel's brain or he's trying to put the words together. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, broke, you, you broke my brain. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here, Joel. Uh, in some limited cases, that might work. I, there's so much more at play with with the dynamics of human perceptions and change that you know, pick a number one out of 17, that might, might be a good leading indicator, uh, mm -hmm. in, in the other 16, again, just make up the number that will, I hypothesize that would lead you maybe to results you don't want. Kind of like, uh, you know, giving a placebo to somebody who really needs a, yeah, a strong why, drug. Why yeah. would you give a sugar pill to a diabetic, Jay? I, I, I'm just, I'm thinking out loud here. I'm thinking out no, loud so, here. So, so where, where <laughs> my brain went, part of it. <laughs> where my brain went when, when things froze up was um, we, the, there is a lot of accusations out there in the medical community that, uh, that people just, that doctors just default to, um, to uh, handing out Z packs like candy, antibiotics, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, but, but then it, it, I went back in, in the chain even further and it was like, well, no, even then they still diagnose you first. Right. So, so be before you, you wouldn't just hand out sugar pills without diagnosing what's wrong first. Fair, right? fair. Um, and, and then you might, you might say, well, uh, it, the appropriate treatment for this might involve um, Scrum, and and maybe the the very basics of Scrum is almost like a sugar pill, but it's a very light dose, and we increase the dose of of the treatment as as we go, or something like that. Right? It, it's not necessarily <laughs> that, but I don't think ethically I would feel comfortable knowing that I am prescribing or, or advocating for something that I know is going to have no real impact on the organization. 
Hmm. Or maybe it will. Run two sprints and call me in the morning. Is that what we're saying? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> um, but you also, so you're, you made a remark earlier, Joel, that I want to go back to you. You were talking about um, the attempted agile transformation or digital, whatever kind of transformation you want to talk about here. The attempted organizational change, sometimes um, it, it takes, sometimes it doesn't. And then you asked the question of, well, how would we know of what's happening or, or, or how would we know what's happening if it's a placebo effect or if it's truly, I guess, inculcated, right? The idea, the mindset, the, the, how do we know if it's a placebo or if it's inculcated into what the, the, the culture of the company that we're working with, the organism, I should say. You'll know over time, just like with a pill, you stop, withdraw the pill and are you better? Then, it, you know, if the cure sticks, then you were cured. If you withdraw the pill, then and and it comes back, then so, okay. So this is this is something that you've heard out of me a lot, and that is um, that the reason we know well it'll turn into something we've heard a lot. But the reason we know something is a placebo is that we've thoroughly tested it. We know it's not harmful, and we know it doesn't do anything to the body, right? Um, when we know that a medicine isn't a placebo, it's because we've tested it. <laughs> we've, mm-hmm. we've, we've thoroughly documented it. The results are repeatable. The results are documented and it performs better than something we know is a placebo, right? Right. <laughs> so, so I think ultimately what's, what's missing from our industry, and this is where it's something you've heard me say before, what's missing from our industry is uh, is is the the real peer-reviewed studies that uh, that uh, that prove out those ideas, right? That prove out those treatments, those identifications of diseases. Those this will help this uh, part of your organization, or this will help this aspect, right? All we have, really, all we have is a bunch of self-reported case studies. Right, we've we've got some right. some groups out there that have done a better job than others at uh, at trying to document um, improvements in in delivery and other things, but uh, but that's like I think there's one group I've seen out there that even tries to do that, and they don't really drill down into specific practices, specific um, changes in leadership. They don't isolate the variables. They don't publish those sorts of, of large studies uh, with, with that degree of fidelity, right? Okay. Um, and, and in the world of medicine, that's, that level of rigor is how we trust that um, the nanobiotic is going to work. That's how we trust that a placebo is, uh, is going to give us a, well, a placebo is a placebo, right? That's how mm-hmm. we define all of that knowledge. What we've got right now are a bunch of medical shaman running around saying, here, buy my snake oil. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, we really do. Yeah, we really do. So I, I want to I kind of play around with this analogy, this metaphor a bit more, right? So if the placebo is basically, it's, it's junk, it's snake oil that you're giving to someone to tell them it's going to work. And some people it works and some people it doesn't. I'm still stuck on the whole, if I start working with somebody and I can tell that it's, 
the placebo for them is, is eliciting a change. Do you swap out the placebo for the real thing or do you just keep going with it and lean into it? Uh, maybe it's kind of on an, the condition of the patient. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of an odd. So let's say, um, uh, and I know like our, our, so our brains are automatically good at cancer, right? Cancer and, and heavy pharma drugs, because that's where our brains go. But say if it's something as, you know what, Dr. Joel, I don't smile like I used to. And I think I might be fighting some sort of like, I don't know, seasonally afflicted personality disorder because I'm in New Jersey and it's rained for six goddamn days in a row. And I feel like I'm in Portland. Um, maybe you turn to me and you say, hey, try this. Take two of these. Let me know if it works. And not only does it work, I turn into like a different person. Like it really worked. What do you do at that point? Like what, what does Dr. Joel do? So does he lean into it and give me more of the smarties masquerading as, as real pills or. So one of the, one of the interesting things about the placebo effect and why we don't rely on it medically is that most often that effect is temporary. So, so most often the, the placebo effect doesn't cause long lasting change. Right. Okay. Um, so, so the, like, and that's medically speaking, I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking or, or any of the, the adjacent placebo conversation out there in the Ted talk world. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but, but from a medical perspective, most often the placebo effect is, is temporary in nature. So you, you know, from an ethical perspective, if a placebo helps, that it's most likely temporary and that they're going to go back to the way that they, that they were. And so if, from an ethical perspective, if I was looking at that, um, I would probably say, well, we need to, we need to switch them over to something that will truly help. Right. But the, the reason that is important is because when it comes to studying data with placebos, um, there's the idea of uh, single blind studies and double blind studies, right? Have you, you've heard those terms? Yep. Yep. So a single blind study is when the patient doesn't know that they're on a placebo. That's the minimum required for them to have the placebo effect. Cause if they know that there's a placebo effect, right. Not going to, or the, that they're taking a placebo, nothing's going to work. Right. Um, the, the problem with single blind studies and why you don't really hear about them being relied mm -hmm. on is that the researchers, if they know who's getting a placebo and who's not, they're more likely to try to switch somebody who is sicker over to right. the real treatment, right? Right. It may and, subconsciously or unconsciously impact their MO of treatment, some of the choices right. they make. Yeah. Right. So the, the highest fidelity of studies are often called double blind studies, in which case, in, at which point, neither the patients nor the physicians treating them know who's on a placebo versus who's not on a placebo. Right. Because of that very problem, if you see somebody who's sicker or needs it more or who is improving from the placebo, your instinct is to try to give them the real thing to try to to improve them. Right. Right. So that it's a long way of, of saying, yes, I would fall into that trap very easily. <laughs>
So there was a thread I was just bouncing around in my head and I kind of lost it. Um, While while you're searching for that, Jay, uh, Joel, Joel, something you were just saying uh, triggered a thought in my mind. Um, Going back to something you you mentioned at the outset is at what point is using you know, kind of placebo agile, if you will, become unethical. Mm. So can, can we can we start by defining what placebo agile would actually be? Like if if literally the three of us, if the three of us, if it was Mike Joel J Inc. and we were hired by some corporate customer to help them with their transformation, and we decided consciously we're going to give them a placebo, what does that look like? Uh, taco, taco agile. Just the taco. Just yeah, just just the taco. Titles and ceremonies only. I I agree, and I would probably add on to that. Limit the scope to teams. To okay. teams only. Okay, so you're you're really doing so by our definition, you're not doing anything with mindset, anything with principles. It's really just it's a branding and activity exercise. Okay. I, so I would I would also amend that to say that if if that were a reality, like if we were really doing that, we would have spent some time really researching and and trying to figure out truly what is a placebo, not a not a Friday night or a Tuesday night conversation. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, my my gut would say probably uh, taco and and at the team level only, where almost. Okay none of the root causes of most of the problems that uh, that organizations face are at the team, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so now in, in that on, case, Mike. do you, Joel, in, in your view, would that be ethical or, or, or in what situations might it be ethical or unethical to? So I gotta, I gotta be real careful here, Mike, because, <laughs> because um, I want to get a job eventually someday again. <laughs> Well, well, that that and um, the vast majority of our listeners, let's let's face it, are in what we just described, right? Mm. Um, and so I, I I don't want people to walk away feeling um, less hope than they came coming into the conversation, right? <laughs> um, I so so I don't want to call our audience base unethical. <laughs> Is what I'm what I'm trying to, to get to, but <laughs> but I would I would say that um, it it becomes unethical at the point in time you uh, that you know the net effect of what you're doing with the organization is uh, neutral or less than neutral, right? If 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 there's a placebo effect then it becomes unethical at the end of the expiration of the, the temporary boost, right? And, and I think we've seen a lot of placebo effects come along through the years outside of, of Agile. Uh, Lean gave a temporary boost to many organizations. Six Sigma gave a temporary boost. And then uh, a year, two, three years later, things slowly started to go back to, to how they always operated, right? And and I think we see the same thing in Agile, where uh, where we we come up with these huge transformations, and then a few years later we observe that 
all of the changes that we made eroded or uh, or the language changed, but how the place operated didn't yeah. really change. Right? Is that so is that an inverse placebo? Yeah. Where the body to basically takes the functional drug and says, yeah, it's just not working for me anymore. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I'm gone, Mike. Put push on push back on that with a little different perspective, Joel. Sure. <clears throat> um, that no no dispute. Um, methods, ways of working, fads, whatever you want to call them. There there are many varied and distinguished, and you, you articulated quite a few. Uh, to use the to put it into the uh, biology analogy or metaphor. Mm -hmm. I'd say it's kind of like uh, I go to the the uh, for a checkup. I get a, a calcium heart score, and I you know blow a seven fifty on the Agson Agatson scale, and <clears throat> go to my doctor and go like Doc, you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a heart attack next week. And the doctor says, Well, you know, <clears throat> see a nutritionist, change how you eat start exercising, take this uh, statin. <laughs> well, don't eat as much salt, lower your blood pressure, do all these 17 things. And that will uh, reverse and improve your health. And then I go out and, uh, you know, uh, have five beers and a steak and a uh, ice cream sundae that night because I took the drug that the doctor told me to. Yeah, using using the the biology that yeah body mm. health metaphor. What what you're the dynamic you're describing occurs to me is more akin to that than not, and and there's variations in every situation is a little different yeah. and all, but yeah, it's not so much. You know, lean has a lot of good stuff in it. It's just misapplied. Oh, and absolutely! It's, it's yeah. frequently thought of as this is the answer. All I got to do is this, and I'm done. Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, ten years ago, checkbook agile was a thing. <laughs> Write a check to somebody. Yep, will make me agile, and the world is my oyster. Yeah, that, so that's um, getting beyond the methods and into um, human behavior, and yeah. And, and and I don't disagree with you at all, Mike. We we've had that exact same conversation in, in some of these other uh, some of these other podcasts as well. So I'm I'm 100 with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask Mike a question. While we're on the topic of placebos and agile placebos, if we wanted to create a leadership placebo to get leaders to act differently, what would that look like? Servant is leadership. that even possible? What did you say, Joel? Servant leadership. <laughs> <laughs> you just made Harsh. me think about it, right? So we talked about we talked about the idea of um, oh man, that really just kind of sunk in. <laughs> Woof. Um, so, sorry, sorry about that. I couldn't, couldn't contain myself. <laughs> took a second for those those gears to kind of clink in. So we talked about the idea of an agile placebo. Is is that is it ethical? Is it unethical? What if we wanted to change some leaders? And geez, and they're not they're not buying what we're selling. So we want to kind of juice them by giving them, oh, take one of these. See if you feel see if this makes you smile more. 
right back to our same patient who's now a leader. Is there such thing as an agile placebo? For leadership? Uh, leadership placebo, not agile placebo. Leadership, yeah. I imagine there could be. It, it, in just thinking out loud, the nature of the leadership style and the values and beliefs in the organization would likely influence what would be effective as a possible placebo um yeah it's um it, it's a little different i just again just thinking this mm -hmm. throughout loud it's a little different um problem it's I guess it, there, there would have to be some possibility of it, but nothing's really come yeah. to mind. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not really, and as I said it out loud, I'm starting to think through, and I don't even know if answering my own question, I don't even think there is. Well, I'm not, in this short term, I'm not really thinking about, thinking that there's anything there that's actually making it relevant. So gents, um, again, this is an unstructured, unscripted show. So we've been going out for about 35 minutes, um, bouncing this idea around. Um, let's get, let's take it home with some final thoughts. I'm going to start with you, Joel. Final thoughts on the idea of Agile as a placebo. I, so, so I think, um, I think the, anything that we can do to, to keep working towards um, effective Proven, proven out treatments for organizations who are who are sick and who are injured is is good, right? I think I think we should be constantly turning uh, turning a critical eye to um, to the to the the methods, the the ideas, the treatments that are being offered to us as coaches, to us as practitioners. And I think we should be constantly asking the question of how do you know this works? And if the answer is, well, I've seen it work, <laughs> then uh, or I've seen it work in a lot of clients, then I think I think we need to to really question, is that the placebo effect? Is that um, is that just anecdotal self-reported evidence? How do we know what level of scrutiny? Are you really applying hmm. to to those claims? Um, and and I think the more of us that do that in the industry, the higher standard uh, our lovely snake oil salesmen slash shamans are going to have to be held to, right? Because if if we look historically, those people, the successful ones, ended up discovering drugs, uh, proving them out with the scientific process and. Uh, and or the scientific method, and in becoming um, the the pharmaceutical industry today, which has to be meet fairly high standards to prove something works, right? Mm -hmm. Now there's a whole other podcast on on the good, the bad, and the ugly of that, right? But right. generally speaking, we trust medicine, right? Um, and and I think that we have the opportunity as practitioners, as agile coaches to start to hold these, these leaders, these, um, these companies, these, uh, these groups to that standard by asking them 
to prove out that this stuff works at a higher level of fidelity. And I think ethically, we have the responsibility to do that. So that's kind of my long way of saying, uh, of closing out that from my perspective, that the, the, the idea of the placebo is really only valuable to us to consider if it helps us drive our industry towards a higher level of care you know <laughs> fair enough fair enough mike final thoughts <clears throat> yeah so the question that we started with uh, is agile a placebo listening to the conversation kind of taking it all in i i land on the side of side of it's it's not really an if uh, a, a placebo sometimes it's it's taken and uh, uh, plays out with placebo like behaviors but it's it's not there's really not mm -hmm. uh, there, there's not not shortcuts to um to different results but with all that being said being aware that the mind is an amazing thing and the uh focusing the mind or mm -hmm. the collective group of minds can have awesome transformative results and the path to that is to find continually find the questions that are helpful and appropriate for that moment for that group of human beings in that organization and that asking the right questions being curious experimenting and learning is where um we can get beyond the snake oil that uh, that uh, Jay Z here mentioned. You two said it perfectly. I don't. I don't have anything to add other than to agree with you, Mike. That reality is nothing more than a shared delusion amongst all of us, and the mind is a powerful thing. <laughs> so you can get a lot of mileage out of just you know change your mind and mind over matter really does help. So again, I want to invite all of our listeners, all of our fans. Um, this is a thread we're pulling on and we're not really sure we, we created anything groundbreaking, but we are having a conversation. So if you are interested in this conversation, please hop into the discord. Uh, we are having these types of chats more and more often. So please, if you, if you think we missed something, if you have a better idea, uh, you, you, the idea of a placebo, you think you can add a little bit more uh, meat, to that bone, please hop into the conversation and let us know. We, we would love to love some new voices and some new faces. So on behalf of uh, myself, I want to thank Joel and Mike for taking time to sit in on this episode. On behalf of Joel, Mike, and myself, I want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in once again. Find us on Discord, find us on the internet, find us on Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Uh, shout out to Krebs and Machine Man Records for this outro music free of charge. Uh, and until next time, this is the Agile Uprising Podcast signing out. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. 
A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.